Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful and blessed to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. Today we have a special program and because of that we should start off with a word of prayer asking for the Lord's blessing on our holy time together. Pray with me. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua, our great God and Savior, Jesus' name, we ask you to bless our time together, and I ask a special blessing for all of our viewers today. We thank you, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I'm going to introduce a series on covenant and prophecy. Why covenant and prophecy? The Lord's covenants are His promises to His people. And Bible prophecy is the way He has decided to keep those promises. The true and living Elohim, the Lord our God, operates by covenant and Bible prophecy. Think of a train and a track. The train is the Lord and the track is covenant and Bible prophecy. And the train never leaves the track. If you know covenant and prophecy, then you have a head start at knowing the word of the living God and his ways and walking with our Savior, Jesus. If you do not know covenant and prophecy, it's unnecessarily difficult to know him and his ways. And, and over the next few weeks, Lord willing, I'm going to introduce four primary covenants, the Abraham covenant, the Moses Covenant, the David Covenant, and the New Covenant. And I'll also discuss how they've been partially fulfilled and the signs that point to them being completely fulfilled in our generation. Hallelujah. And, and all the covenants are fulfilled by Messiah Jesus and for His glory and for the glory of our Father and for His people. Hallelujah. And, and, and here's an example of some scriptures in the New Testament that address covenant and prophecy. Think of Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. He's prophesying about his newborn son who will usher in the first coming of Messiah Jesus. Let's look at Luke 1, beginning in verse 67. Now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, 
Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. You see here, covenant, the Abraham covenant, the David covenant, being fulfilled in the time of Zacharias, who prophesied here. Also, we can see the New Testament scriptures that our spiritual earthly father, Abraham, believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, how could it be that 1,600 years to 2,000 years before the time of Messiah Jesus, somewhere in that time frame, that this, this father of our faith believed the gospel? Well, that's what the Bible says, Galatians 3, verse 8. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So, we see through the seventh promise of the Abraham covenant that the gospel is preached to Abraham and he believed it for righteousness sake. And the seventh promise is in you, Abraham, all the nations of the world shall be blessed. And, and we see the gospel of Messiah Jesus as early as Genesis chapter three in the Bible. And it's prophetically mentioned, the gospel that is, it's prophetically mentioned all through the Old Testament. Now, some say, why should I care about Bible prophecy? Oh, I've heard that question over and over down through the years. Well, first let me tell you that the Bible commands you to care about Bible prophecy. Where? I'm glad you asked. Second Peter chapter 1, as this apostle is... Um, writing about and proclaiming that he saw our Lord Jesus transfigured the Mount of Transfiguration. And he saw his glory with his eyes. But there's something even more sure than seeing that you and I should take heed to, and I'll show you and discuss that with you in just a moment. Second Peter 1, beginning in verse 16, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 
No, these prophets were raised up to write Bible prophecy that would pertain to the fulfilling of the covenants the Lord had made with His people. Oh, hallelujah. And he says that you should take heed to it. We have a, a more sure word of prophecy than what Peter saw with his eyes. We have a more sure word of prophecy that we should take heed to it. Now, remember a moment ago, I said the Bible commands us to care about Bible prophecy, right? Well, see this. That word in the original New Testament Greek, those words take heed to, it means this, to devote thought and effort to a thing. In other words, to care about something enough to adjust your life around it. And, and so that's the primary answer to the question, why should I care about Bible prophecy? Amen? And, and so, listen, I want to tell you something. In previous generations, though in all generations of faith in Messiah Jesus, we should care about the word of the living God. To, to say, why should I care about Bible prophecy? is kind of like saying, why shouldn't I just tear almost a third of the Bible out and just throw it away? Yeah? And so, as I was saying a moment ago, in former generations, it wouldn't have been as significant to not know Bible prophecy. But I have a, 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 a warning in love to share with you, an admonition, if you will. This generation will be disastrous. It will be disastrous for those living in this generation, especially believers in Messiah Yeshua who have such spiritual warfare intensifying against them. It will be disastrous to be ignorant of Bible prophecy. And what did the Lord say in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6? He said, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So I encourage you to stay with us on this series that, that we're going to continue in on covenant and Bible prophecy. Uh, remember, the goal for this program, the goal of my life, is to be the good and faithful servant Messiah Jesus spoke of. And what will he hear from the Lord? Very soon, I believe. He'll hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. The goal of my life is to be the good and faithful servant spoken of by the Lord that he's looking for in this hour. Our Father is looking for those who will worship him in what? Spirit and truth. And also the goal of my life is to make as many faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus as I possibly can until we see him in the clouds when he comes to take us to that place he's been preparing for us. And folks, not only could that day happen any moment, but the signs are all around us that it can't be long now. And if you watch this program for very long, you'll understand exactly what that means. So remember, watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for our viewers that send in kind and gracious letters. I'm going to read part of a few of them today. Shalom, God bless you in the holy name of Jesus. Yeshua, I'm a Jew and I believe in Jesus as God and the only Savior. I love you all and close as a gift to your ministry to provide food and other things to Jews and Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. Aaron, Brooklyn, New York. Thank you, Aaron, for your support. And I'm so thankful that you, like me, are a Jew born anew. And from Wendy in Somerville, South Carolina, Dear Dove, I appreciate your ministry and I'm blessed by your teaching. 
Thank you for being obedient to our Lord and spreading the gospel in his love, Wendy. Wow, what a blessing, Wendy, and how encouraging. And here's one more. We are watching, praying, and giving. Be blessed in Jesus. John and Kim and Helena, Montana. Thank you, John and Kim. You also be blessed. And keep sending these wonderful, encouraging letters in. We're very thankful to get them. I'm so excited because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the promised land. And then we have our ministry poured out for the nations. I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch therefore, be ready, receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, Jesus is your Savior, and you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider, watch therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been. And again, thank you, as he has been, viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter. There's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you want to join in prayer partnership and also it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important. And as we like to close every segment of our program, we say Watch Therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our teaching in the book of Colossians. This very Jewish apostle Paul is incarcerated for the gospel's sake by the Romans, and he's writing a letter to the Colossians, teaching them how to know and walk with this Holy One of Israel, who is also the God of the nations. The theme of the book of Colossians is that Messiah Jesus, the Lord, is all in all. If you have Him, you have all you need. Now, what we're going to do is some review 
reading from last week. Join me as we start in Colossians 1 verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now He has reconciled in the body of His flesh, through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Excuse me. Hallelujah. It's all about him, Messiah Jesus. Now let's begin in verse 24 for today's teaching. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Paul uh, teaches believers in Messiah Jesus to rejoice through sufferings. He does, he does this from prison to, in other letters that he writes. And he tells his disciple Timothy in 2 Timothy, uh, he says this, All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now that's very foreign to the Western modern church, but it is truly part of walking with Messiah Jesus. Suffering is part of it. And he's rejoicing because he is so closely identified with Messiah Jesus, that's why he's suffering. And, and the other apostles rejoice in the same way in the book of Acts. Now speaking of the book of Acts, let's remember that Paul was going by his Jewish name. It's not uncommon for Jewish people uh, in the West to have uh, Jewish and Gentile names. All over the world, Jewish people have been scattered, and they also they have names where they adopt from where they live, and also they have Jewish names. So while he was going by the name Saul, he was riding to Damascus to persecute believers in Messiah Jesus, and he was knocked off his high horse and Messiah Jesus tells Ananias go to him and help him. Why? Saul had been blinded seeing the glory of the Lord, this resurrected Savior. And the Lord tells Ananias go to Saul, lay hands on him and he's going to have his sight restored. But listen to what else he says. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him, Saul, how many things he must suffer for my namesake. And that's exactly what he's going through as he's writing to the Colossians. Also in Acts chapter 9, earlier in the chapter, we see this incident I described a moment ago. And something interesting is here. You see, the world is not finished afflicting Christ. The world is not finished persecuting Jesus Christ. Though he was beaten for our sins, though he was crucified for our sins, though he's risen and sits in all his glory next to the Father, well, how is it that the world is still persecuting him? We see as Saul is on his way, like I said a moment ago, to persecute believers in Jesus, in Acts chapter 9, Verse 5, Paul is describing what happened to him. And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, 
whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. What he's saying is, is that when believers in Messiah Jesus are persecuted by those in the world, it is actually the world still persecuting, afflicting Jesus Christ himself. He takes it very personal. Now, uh, he says this in verse 25, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Then in 26, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. Paul is saying that he has this very specific ministry, this very specific calling that fulfills covenant, as we were talking about earlier, and the prophetic word of God. It is to take the gospel of Messiah Jesus to the nations of the world. Hallelujah and hallelujah. And we see this in verse 27 and 20. No, I'll just read 27. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among Gentiles, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I want to talk about this for a moment. What does this mean? The Jewish people had the law of Moses. And for Gentiles to believe in the God of Israel, they came in through the law of Moses. By faith in the God of Israel, through the Torah and the prophets and the writings of the Old Testament. But then came this new covenant. And you know, in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit fell. And then Peter... The apostle was sent to Cornelius, this Gentile man, and went into his house in Acts chapter 10. And the Spirit of the Lord fell on the Gentiles as Peter began to preach Jesus to the Gentiles. And the Spirit of God fell just like he did upon the Jews and proselytes that were there in the temple in Acts chapter 2. Um, and, and so, in the temple and in the upper room. And, and so, we see something new here. The gospel of Messiah Jesus going to the nations of the world, fulfilling, listen, all through the Old Testament, especially in the Psalms, the Bible prophesies about the God of Israel being the God of the nations and the goodness of the Lord going to the nations of the world and, and, and literally placing Messiah Christ in us and placing us in Christ. We're no longer in Adam, excuse me again, Hallelujah. We're not in Adam and his condemnation and his sin and his eternal separation from God in a place called hell. No, we are in Christ and he is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. What does this mean? Well, you see, Messiah Jesus by his spirit dwells in us today. The Father, the Son, the Spirit of God dwells in us today. John chapter 17. Yet there's going to come a day or this corrupted body of sin, our corrupted bodies of sin, and even those who have died and, and their remains in the grave will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And in the twinkling of an eye, it says in 1 Corinthians 15, like that, we'll be given glorified bodies. And the Bible says it this way in Titus chapter 2, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says in 1 John chapter 3, He who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. 
What is that hope? That hope of being caught up in the clouds with the Lord and given a glorified body. Now, it's often maligned and increasingly despised in the church today, but I'm going to say it. It's the rapture of the church. We're to be looking every day. We're to watch therefore and be ready. As there's a wind blowing here in the Galilee, a wind should blow in us, causing us to want to live pure and holy lives, watching for this King to come, and with the hope of being glorified with Him. Those whom He justifies, oh hallelujah, He also glorifies. Amen? And so this mystery has been through the generations, through the centuries, and, and even Peter's associates, when Peter came back from Cornelius' house, they gave him a hard time. Oi, vavoy, what are you doing in the house of these Gentiles? And he said, no, what happened to them uh, today is what happened to us in Acts chapter 2. And they said, oh my goodness, oi, these Gentiles can believe in our God. It's the fulfillment of centuries of Bible prophecy. And I'm going to be teaching more about this on the program today. But be excited today. You are a walking, talking, neon sign that says Messiah Jesus is not only alive, but He's alive in me. And He can be alive in you. Can I tell you about it? Hallelujah. And so that's, that's what we do on this program today. We preach Him. Look at verse 28 and 29. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to His working, which works in me mightily. And may His, may His Spirit work in me mightily as I preach Him to you right now, because maybe you're watching this program and you're not saved. You may have a Bible, you may go to church, you may give, give money to good causes and even in the church. Those are all good things, but they won't save you. No, only He can save you. Him we preach, Messiah Jesus. He lived a sinless life. When those nails went through his hands and feet, an innocent man's blood was spilling down that cross because he loves you and he doesn't want you to go to hell. But you've sinned against God. We all have, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sinners go to hell, but for God's mercy, but for God's forgiveness, but for God's grace. Will you receive that today? This is the gospel that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and hallelujah on the third day he rose again. And today, right now, He wants to forgive you. Have you truly been born again? Has your heart, mind, and life been changed by this gospel? Cry out to Him even today. Oh, Father in heaven, I've sinned against you, and I need to be saved. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. God sent you to pay for my sins, and that you rose from the grave. Save me, forgive me, heal me. I need to turn away from my sins and follow you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me and saving me today. You've got to repent. Turn away from your old life and believe in Messiah Jesus to be saved. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs. What belongs.